0: Okay. And I'll go, I'm going to attempt to start on time. We're going to start on time. So, uh, this is what the Pesach says. V'yashov Moshe Lashem <laughs> V'yomer Hashem Lama Hariota Lama Ze Lama Ze Shilachtah Now everybody knows that we have difficulty whenever we meet up in the Chumash with a conversation between a man slash woman and HaKadosh Baruch. It's hard to understand. I mean when we have conversations with God they're more like we think of the Badichagah you know, arguing with God and... but it's not as though they're standing there, you know, like you're sort of face to face with God and telling God what you think about things. It's not like that. It's one-sided, like you're So you talk to God. But but the reason that you are fearless about talking to God is because you don't feel the presence of God in such an overwhelming way. But here we have Moshe Abenu on his way to take the Jews out of Mitzrayim. He went to Paro, as he was instructed. Paro didn't buy it. Things got worse for the Jewish people. So Moshe Rabbeinu says, bohu, ota I mean, it sounds uh, uh, remarkable. I mean, how can you say a thing like that? I mean, you could say to what's going on? Like, What's the next move? How is, how is it going to get better? How are you? Well, uh, no, I, I wouldn't say that. I mean, you, you asked for a clarification. You say, I thought uh, everything would be fine. And what's going on? Uh, what's happening, as the kids say today? What's doing? But how can you say, ota I mean, it's sort of like, uh, it seems to me to be an annoying way to say it. And then, shalach tani." So you see, Rashi says, Lama ha'ariot, lam azeh." Ibn Toma, "Ma'ch patlecha." Rashi makes, Rashi explains the pasuk as follows: that the pasuk has two clauses in it. "Vayom Hashem, lama ha'ariot, lama That's one thing that, that 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 Moshe Rabbeinu said, and then he said, "Lam azeh shalach So the first thing is pretty bad, "Lam ha'ariot." Why do you add the second? So Rashi says it's like a conversation, "Ibn Toma, ma'ch patlecha." If you Hashem say to me, "Machpat lecha Moshe," that i messed it up for the Jewish people, after all, God is in charge. Then I ask you, "Kovel ani al tani. So then I'm distressed at the fact that you sent me. That's how Rashi explains. That's how Rashi explains the pasuk. Two clauses, two arguments, like an implied conversation. That's what it says. Then Moshe Rabbeinu goes on. Me'ash bati al par olid, that ber harala amaze, harala amaze, v'hatsel lohi et amecha. Right. So this is a further uh, uh, explanation or clarification of lama hariota al hazeh. Right. Lama hariota means harala amaze. Right? The same word, Ra. So what's the point? Why did you send me? Why am I here? I came in order to save the Jewish people and things are getting worse. Okay, these two psukim are found at the end of the first parsha of the book of Shemot. And now we get to the parsha, our parsha, Va'era, which is a, apparently a response it was a Vok who response to this uh, 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 statement that is made by Moshe Rabbein. V'yom HaShem Atat means now. Now you will see, I guess what you haven't seen till now, you are going to see something new. Asher Hasele Paro What I will do to Paro Ki V'yad Chazaka shall V'yad Chazaka Yigar May So it sounds like that Hakadosh Baruch says is saying to Moshebenu. Yeah, up to now it hasn't been working out, right? You're right. But now it's changing. Now Yad Chazaka is going to be applied to the Egyptians, or Yad and this is going to cause the desired result. So I think what it means is, or what it sounds to me like it means, is that our Kodesh Baba says, yeah, Moshe, maybe your perception is perhaps correct, but now everything is going to change. Right? You, you're right, but now it will change. That's what the reading of the words seem to indicate to me. Now, if you look at Rashi, Atatir-e, Hirharta al-Midotai. Hirharta al-Midotai. Hirharta means, you thought about it, you reflected on it. Hirharta al-midotai. What is a midah? A midah is a quality that we say God has. But God has the quality of justice, the quality of truth, the quality of, of yosha, of straight. All of that, all of those are divine qualities, midot, attributes in kind of the medieval language of philosophy. God has attributes. You know the, the Rabbim said that you can't really talk about God, but you can talk about things that God does, the way God runs the world, that you can't talk about. So he says, mm-hmm. Now you, Moshe Rabbeinu, is going to, you're going to see. What are you going to see? You accuse God of not being straight God said you'll save the Jews from Mitzrayim and you're not saving he says I'm not saving the Jews from Mitzrayim which means that God said this but God's doing something else here not like Avraham right Avraham was faced with this kind of situation where God said to Avraham Rabinu, Yitzchak is going to be the father of, of the nation of Jews and then he said to Avraham sacrifice him so this put Avraham in an untenable situation so Avraham could have said no one calls me anyway but I think it's the right thing to do uh-uh. So he so, says so, everybody knows this Rashi. So as he says, Avramavinu, he was confronted by an untenable situation. God said that Yitzchak is going to be the father of all the Jews, and then he said to Avramavinu, no, "Go kill Yitzchak." Right? 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 And, 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 but, but Avraham didn't say, but. You know that word, but? But is accusing, is an accusation. Right? But, like all children learn that word very, very early on. But, but means, you can't do that. Or I can't do that. Or no one can do that. And so Avraham Veda didn't say, but. How is Yitzhak going to be the father of the nation if Yitzhak is dead? <laughs> but what did Avon Avinu say? <laughs> Apparently. Avon Avinu said, what God tells me to do, I have to do. What God's promise was, God will straighten it out. I mean, that's not, uh, that's not for me to execute. I have to do what God tells me to do. That's called, Lo Hir Hir Al Nido Tai. <laughs> In other words, according to Rashi, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is doing is telling Moshe Rabbeidu that there's something wrong with him. That he hasn't learned the lesson. That he didn't act as Avram Avinu acted. Right? And the Medrash goes on to Yitzchak, etc. In other words, you're going to see, you're going to live to see Yitzhak the Triumph, but you're not going to live to see the Kenisa to Eretz Yisrael. So according to Rashi, the, the, the matter is very simple. Moshe Rabbeinu made a mistake. Moshe Rabbeinu accused God of somehow not being cognizant of what was going on and not doing things properly, and Moshe Rabbeinu will be punished. The punishment that Moshe Rabbeinu will receive is that he, Moshe Rabbeinu, is not going to be there when the Ne Israel capture Eretz Kenan. That's what that's what uh, uh, the Rashi says. And then Piviat <laughs> Chazaka it's because of the harsh the harsh hand of the strong hand of god which will be imposed upon Paro, that'll make it'll make him send them out <laughs> they won't be able to prepare food, they'll have to run out of We all know the story. So it other the Rashi says that there is uh, that there is Yad uh, that the the strong arm of God will be imposed upon the Egyptians and that in turn the Egyptians in order to save themselves will force the Jews to leave quickly that's what Moshe Rabbeinu is going to see so Rashi Rashi gives us a simple way of understanding this difficult uh, conversation between Moshe Rabbeinu and Akhadeh Baruch Moshe Rabbeinu did the wrong thing. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said you're going to see how everything will be as it should be. And Moshe Rabbeinu finally will be punished for his indiscretion. For going to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and saying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Lama Hariotta Lama Hazet Lama So this, I think, even though it doesn't make us feel particularly happy or optimistic this is nevertheless a clear interpretation that is offered by Rashi it's a clear interpretation on the side there's this tremendous issue that that Rashi says look Moshe Rabbeinu you're not on the level of Avram Avinu Avram Avinu was able to put up with the logical difficulty of killing his own son Yitzchak, he never asked about it, he never questioned it and you, Moshe Rabbeinu, are unable to put up with that logical kind of inconsistency. And, and so Moshe Rabbeinu comes off badly in two senses. On the one hand, Moshe Rabbeinu did something that he shouldn't have done and he is going to be punished for it. The second thing is that Moshe Rabbeinu is surprised at the fact that compared to Avru Mavinu, he is really not, not in that ballpark. He's not in the special group of people who really understand about God. That Moshe Rabbeinu does not understand what Abraham understood. And you know that the Medrash goes on and says that Yitzchak also had this kind of problem. And Yaakov had this kind of problem. It's all quoted in the Rashi that's added in Pasuk Tet. Right? Perikvab Pasuk Tet. If you have a chance, you look at that Rashi on Shabbos. Now, we're up to Pasuk Bet. Here we are. A pasuk Bet starts by the Beru Moshe, by Yomer Elav and And now, this is a kind of an odd pasuk, I think, by the Ber Hashem El Moshe, by Yomer Elav and Nisha. So what's not clear, of course, is what was it exactly that God said to Moshe. I mean it's like it's an introduction. I mean by and happens countless of times, countless times in the Torah itself. But here the 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 words of God are and what does that mean? And how does that connect to what we've just been talking about, if at all? I mean, it's true that there's a parasha divider. You see that space with the samach in it? That's a, that means, um, well, that they're not, they're not so connected, right? They're a little connected, but not so connected. There's a space that, that has, a, has resolved intellectually as a somewhat different topic, but we don't know what the topic is. We don't know why Hashem said it. So this sounds like an explanation of Pasuk Bet, Pasuk Gimel is an explanation of Pasuk Bet, that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Moshe Rabbeinu, Ani Hashem, that means I, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, am telling you something that I never told anybody before. I never told anybody before it means Avraham Yitzchak Yaakov. And that was the people who were before. I'm not talking about the unknown uh, laborers of the last 200 years in the tribe Avraham Yitzchak Yaakov. In fact, it says that Avraham Yitzchak Yaakov Shaddai, whatever that means. And we all know that B'kel Shaddai is the name of a But it's a, it's a, one of the names of a Cholish there are two problems with this pasuk, as you all know. One problem is that this doesn't seem to be factually correct. Right? The other problem is, what does it mean? Right? These two problems are not the same. These two problems, when I say it's not factually correct, I say, look at this, the uh, parik, ted pasuk posum is it's a pasuk, right? ein al ha'ayim Right there is something called Malach Hashem, or pasuk pele kachet va'so you see on the sheet, Vine haShem nitzav alav. Ve'yomer ani yashev ke'avav So know about haShem, right? HaShem is who Vavke. gave haShem nitzav what is does Rashi say? Yitzhak Avilah leshomro velokay Yitzchak Avabishu lo matzim mikra shichedak kadosh boch Tzadikim alat zadikim b'chayhem lechnovel velokay mishum shenema etc. So Rashi goes into into this sirof of of Elokay and Abraham and Yitzchak and Yaakov. But you see from this pasuk, you see from this pasuk that you have to say that Yaakov knew Hashem. I mean, like, what what would it mean to say for us to say that Yaakov didn't know? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. So, let's go back to Apsukim. Okay, great. And then the explanation is, I'm only telling you this. And what was it that that Moshe Rabbeinu merited at this moment to receive information that was withheld from Avram and Yitzhak and Yaakov? What was it? I mean, after all, the way we understand the post according to Rashi, the false according to Rashi, Moshe Avedu did a bad thing. He I mean, did it something that was not a good thing. And Moshe Avedu, Moshe Abedur didn't understand what was really going on in the world, that you don't know, ask questions of God, how uh, come you're not doing it, how come it's not getting done, those are not the kind of questions you, you, you ask of God. And suddenly, Moshe Avedu says to Moshe Abedur, and so, in spite of the fact that you messed up, in spite of the fact that you didn't know what was the right thing to do, I'm going to give you something that no one else has received previously. I'm going to give you the shame Hashem, Yud Kei Now let's see what that means. Rachi, by Daber Hashem El Keemel Moshe. Daber Iton mishpat Al Shiksha Le Daber lomar Lohare ota la Mishpat. We all know that Rashi says many times that the word vayidaber, it means a Shol That the always implies a tough line. And that's followed by the word, the name of God, Elohim. Elohim is synonymous, the Chazal say it, with din. Breishit bara Elokim et haShemayim ve haAretz. Hakadosh Baruch created the world b'din with just with justice. Diber ito Rashi says mishpat al shikshalu dibber velomar lama mahariyot elav hazeh. So Hakadosh Rashi is continuing the same idea. Moshe Rabbeinu said the wrong thing. HaKadosh Baruch Hu berated him and said you shouldn't have said the wrong thing. And then finally, finally HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to him tough. 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 I didn't send you for naught, Moshe Rabbeinu. I sent you in order that my promise to the Avot, to Avram, Yisrael, Yakum, should be, should be uh, uh, upheld. So that Rashi, wants to take the edge off of what I, What did HaKadosh Hashem say to, uh, to, to uh, Moshe Rabbeinu? He didn't say Ani Hashem, meaning here's new information about God. I'm telling you something I never told anybody before, but quite the opposite. Ani Hashem means I, Hashem, equals ne'eman. In fact that's in the Torah, that's what Bitochom means. Bitochon means, in other words, it's a religious, a religious uh, thing, bitahon, right? You know? But not like the kids come home from school and said, you have to have that, uh, that if I go to the movies by myself, nothing bad will happen. Not that kind of bitahon. Bitahon means that God will fulfill the promise. And that I have faith then God will fulfill the promise. Now, now even if the thing looks situation looks terrible, worse than I could have ever imagined, bitochel means that I believe that the promise will be fulfilled. That's called bitochel. Rashi also calls that neeman. Amen. Right? That there is perfect understanding. Neeman l'shalim sacharot le lefanai. That God will certainly fulfill the promise. That's what, so Rashi says. by Tough stuff, tough words. Continuing the tough words of above. I want you to know, Moshe that the foundation of the faith, so to speak, what we have to all believe in is that the promise will be fulfilled. So if HaKadosh Mochum promised that the Jews will leave the tribe and go to Eretz Canaan, that promise will be fulfilled. That's called Ne'eman. That's what it's called. Ne'eman, Le'Shalem, Shachat, Le'achim, Le'fanai. It's not, don't even imagine that I sent you for no reason at all this is what that we see like retro that's what you could explain Moshe Rabbeinu saying lama hare la la'amazeh why did you mess things up meaning or oh, you didn't have to send me at all Ella ki im l'kayeng divari shedivarti lavot because I have a long-standing HaKadosh Baruch Hu says I have a long-standing Kaviyochal obligation to Yitzhak Mitzrayim and that obligation is to Abraham and to Yitzchak and to Yaakov. And we see the Chazal say this again and again that Adi Hashem We see the Chazal this again and again that needs neeman Onesh Mitzvot Ushmatem neeman so Rashi is of a single mind in interpreting these three psukim. Right? Kabet, Kabgibel, Aleph, and Bet. Right? Four psukim. Rashi is of a single mind. Moshe Rabbeinu made a mistake. Moshe Rabbeinu is berated for the mistake that he made. And he's berated in, uh, in, in two ways. First of all, he's punished. He's punished by saying that he's not going to see the Jewish the Jews enter Eretz Canaan, he'll see it see out the shrine, but he's not going to see the Achazekah of Eretz Canaan. So that's a that's his punishment. And then I Holy who continues to speak harshly to Moshe Rabbeinu and says to him, "You are in theological error. There's something very basic that you're missing out on, and that is that God is Neeman. That if there is a promise that promise will be kept and the promise was made to Avraham and Yaakov how could you imagine Moshe Rabbeinu that Akurish Bochul would not defend that promise and then there is one more Pasuk that we are going to read a Pasuk which unfortunately uh, Rashi does not explain I mean unfortunately for us but I can understand why again vaira el Avraham el Yitzchak ve'al Yaakov vekel Shaddai vushmi Hashem lo nodati I have no idea how Rashi would explain this Pesach I have no idea because it sounds like a turn everything is turning around up to now, what did Rashi say? The Torah is saying that Moshe Rabbeinu is guilty. And suddenly, the Torah seems to say that Moshe Rabbeinu is rising to great new heights. And uh, so there's something here that we're left. We're left in the lurch. We don't understand. So if you turn the page, I wanted to learn with you if, uh, a section of the Torah to emet. The Torah of Levi he was a Talmud of the uh, Ishbitsa, right? but La'egir was a Talmud of the Ishmidsen. he was a Rebbe, he was a Hasidic Rebbe in Lublin, around the time of the turn of the 20th century. I remember we used to say around the turn of the century, now I have to say the 20th century. Look, well, that's either good or bad, I can't know. well God's good? Yeah. Maybe it's good. Hey, Rav Leibel Eger was a Talmud of the Ishbitzer and became the Rebbe in Lublin. After him, in the same position as, uh, as the Ishbitz Rebbe of Lublin came the Rav of Rav who who was really his, his friend. They were, they were contemporaries. The Torah epith was older. The Rav Leibel was older. So he became the Rebbe first. And then when he died, the pre-tzaddik became the Rebbe. Uh, they say that they had a fight, that, that the Torah knew that the pre-tzaddik was greater than he was, and he wanted him to become the Rebbe straight away. But unlike most Jewish organizations, he refused. And he uh, accepted the leadership of the Torah Samas until the Torah died. Until the Torah died. Now so you know that, that uh, Rabbi Kiva Eger, the grandfather of the Torah Samas, is reputed to be the greatest Litvak of all times, you know, like. And so you could see that the the world was there was like a mishmash. If the greatest Litvak in the world could have a grandson who is a Hasidic rebbe, so maybe there's hope. There's <laughs> <laughs> not hope, you know, like who knows? Uh. I guess I guess there's hope. I guess this helps. So the Sefer that uh, Rabbi school, the Levit wrote is called the Torah's Abbas, it's our Chumash, mostly our Chumash. Right, so he, he has this to say. He looks at this Pasuk, Vayyidaber, Lukimel, Moshe, Vayyomel, Lavad, Neashev. He says, Whenever the Torah, whenever God speaks to Moshe, it says, V'yadabe Hashem el Moshe, V'kan V'yadabe Ve Elokim el Moshe. He says, he finds this uh, noteworthy. That usually, in the Torah, V'yadabe Hashem el Moshe limo, Yudkei Vavkei. And here it says, V'yadabe Elokim el Moshe. V'yadabe Elokim el Moshe. V'yom me'lov, Ani Hashem. Yesh gomar. Shu inyan echad. In ma she gam vebriyat ha'olam atchil b'reshit v'alokim. Bar- so he says, if I assume that this statement is somehow parallel to the first pasuk in the Torah, it's going to be clarifying for me. What's the first pasuk in the Torah? B'Reshit b'Elokim? Baruch Chazal, And Hazal explained, this is a Medrash in Medrash Rabah in the beginning. ala li'baraot That when God created the world, it was B'Reshit kim. And Elohim, as we said previously, is Midat din And what does Midat din mean? There's never a pshara. There's never, everything goes pure, the pure justice. You did something wrong, you get punished. You did something good, you get rewarded. There's never a, you can't, you can't hope for a deal. Right, that's din. that's Midat From din فَأَمْرُوْ خَزَالَ Ruchazal, the خَشَرَاءَ فَأَمْرُوْا خَشَرَاءَ وَبْشَرَاءَ شَيْنُ عَلَمْ نِبْخَيَيَمْ so if God saw that the world is not going to be able to make it, right? If I, if God would judge every person, did, everybody would be dead. So ain't no mit kaiyem. She takes midat harachamim. She so so says it says. Shevarah Hashem Elohim. In the beginning of Parakbet, uh, uh, there's a tziruf of Hashem with Elohim. So Chazal said, what well, that means that the reconsideration of creation was that you have to modify or mitigate milat hadin with rachamim. You can't just have din. If you just have din, no one's gonna make it. So that's why we have Yom Kippur and we have tshuva and we have, we have options. We live in a world of options. That's called rachamin. That even after you deserve to be punished, you could still you can still kind of remove the punishment or mitigate the punishment or make it easier for yourself. That's called, that's called rachamim. So we live we live within that framework, right? Because that's, that's what tappening is. So I can say, okay, even though I'm not worthy, you know that the Chazid uh, uh, says, or the of Gideon says, Hineni But this is a theme. Raui Right, that's what the Chazan says. But the Khazan is saying what everybody says. Right, he's not worthy of being the Chazan, but no one else is even worthy of davening. I mean how it's like a chutzpah. It's a chutzpah to daven, because everybody knows about themselves how poorly they have performed right, and how little they were really, they're really worthy of the consideration of heaven. So you have this chutzpah. Nevertheless, we believe that somehow that's how God made the world, to enable us to ask for mercy. So that's what, that's what, God's first creation was bad. So certainly Adam HaRishon, who was created by God, knew that God was in charge of the world. he lived in that world, Adam HaRishon. He lived in God Eden, at least for a while. And he knew that everything was God's. Everything was God. Things that we have to remind ourselves of. But he knew it. He knew it simply, intuitively. And that's how it was in the generations. Abraham, Abraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov, Yud, Shiften Tei, They also knew it. They knew that God was in charge of the world because they kept turning to God. They kept discussing things with God. They kept getting directness from God. Mut Hashem bechol prat davar. So he says. He says that was the world, the world of the Avot, which he compares to the world of Adam haRishon, and, and that world is a world of awareness, of sensitivity to the fact that the world is God's. There was no skepticism about that. There were only higher degrees of sensitivity. And the Avot, Avram Isaac Yaakov, I mentioned previously, Avram Isaac Yaakov who kept Kola Torah Kula without being given the Torah, means that they had a special sensitivity to the way God thought the world should run. And therefore it makes sense to say that they kept Shabbat. Because Shabbat, after all, was put into the world by God. And the reaction to Shabbat. With, with Avraham, and, Yisuk, and Yaakov, was a natural thing. It was something that they that they were able to intuit because they were a, they realized that if God put Shabbat in the world, it made us like it was important for us to react to that. So this is what this is what uh, what, what he says. And he says, This is how it should really be. He says, look, he says, that's what we are. We're not like, like, like ants who work and work and work and then we line up in the hope that we'll get a seat in Olam Haba. That's not the world that the Torah to understood. He understood a different world. a world is a world of awareness, of sensitivity, of walking with God in the world. See, that's what the world, that's what olam hazeh is. It's not about olam haba. It's about olam hazeh. And he says, And that's what Chazal meant when they say, that the din is, that the judgment is, that the correct is, that the truth is, that you have to be aware of God. It's not like you get a day off. It's not like you're aware of God on Shabbos and Sunday, you know, you do something else. You know, it's not like that. If, you, if you're if you aware of God, that's the din. That's how you're judged. You're judged by that awareness. Amnam. Achar zot gazra, so he says, but you know, your is also a divine ordinance. God said, you're going to go down to the betrayal. What's betrayal? It's the worst place you could imagine. All you could, it's uritah. These are very three popular words for, uh, for Hasidim. Right? God is, is not there. Uh, you, go you go down the person goes down down is far away from god like up is to god and down is far away from god down you get to sha'ol sha'ol is a place where god is not present and the third word is shiflut shiflut you know a person acts in a in a non appropriate manner you become uh that you become small, you become a very small kind of person. all these things <laughs> happened to the Jews in Mitzrayim. <laughs> Imagine this: these Jews, who were the children of Abraham and Yitzhak and Yaakov, who walked with God, found themselves under the dominion of Paro Melech Mitzrayim. He was the opposite. He was the opposite of awareness. And when we try to understand the calls of the Shoresh HaKudusha, that somehow all of this was because God wanted them to return to the root of sanctity. Listen to this. this I mean, he's trying to get to something, right? It was like, what, did, what happened to us in history? We were, Abraham, they were on this exalted level. Now they have children. And their children have children. And then Moshe, our Kurdish prophet says, what we've got to do is push them down as far as they can get. In order that they should rebound to even a higher state, L'shosh Hakadoshah, ve'nyan azel lemalam enaseh deshen hanagav midata din. And we want that to even go beyond din, beyond judgment. Hutzrach liyodan haga al yedei midata harachamim. And so, you see, if you had studied. Some of the books of Kabbalah. You would know that the Kabbalists asked this very interesting question. Which is better? Which is higher? Which is more profound? Din or Rachamin? Which would you rather be? Would you be the most successful, like to be the most successful Din Jew? Or would you like to be the most successful Rachamim Jew? So, most people would say, well, Din must be the higher level. Because Din means, after all, that you're doing everything right. And if you're doing everything right, that's, I mean, how can you be better than that? Rachamim means that you're doing some things wrong. And so... God has mercy on you. It doesn't exist. So on that basis, what would you say? Which is the higher, the better, the stronger, the the the, the, the most serious, the most serious attitude the person could have is din. Whereas ra'ahim is like you know, for the for the less intense, the people who are like you know the, the movies. Well, I, you know, have a good time and do different things, you it know, all the time, dude, you know, you're going to walk around. You know, those people walk around, and take a step and they say, can I do it or can't I do it? I mean, there are people like that. Everybody has one in their family, right? Sometimes more than one. Everybody has one. Everybody has one and, you know, and when you have a family bar mitzvah or a wedding, you get nervous. What's he going to say? What's he going to do? Where's he going to sit? Where's he going to stay? Right, you have this... Because everybody gets nervous when they're confronted by Midas Adin. Everybody gets, because it's sort of embarrassing to say, okay, Midas Adin, I understand that's very but well. I'm in the Rahman division. So I'll overeat a little, and I'll have run around a little, and I'll be extravagant on my sit a little, because Rahman. And then I'll go out to God, I'll I'll find an opportunity, and I'll say, Look, you know, what can I do? Everybody does it, this is the way it is, it's business, it's pleasure, it's whatever. Rachamim. So Rachamim always gets nervous in the face of Din. Always. So you would say, If I ask you what's higher, is Din higher better than Rachamim? So I think everybody would say, Din is the the highest. And Rachamim is you know, for the less devoted. But the Kabbalists said, I say the Kabbalists because you know the Hasidim all learned Kabbalah, even though they don't always talk about it. They talk about it as though it was normal. They don't say, and now I'm going to tell you something from the Kabbalah so that all those who don't want to hear it should leave the room. They don't say that. They say this is it, this is the way we talk, right? They don't say it's Kabbalah, but it is. So the Kabbalists said this. Is Din greater than Rachamin? Well, it depends, they said. Because there's no doubt that there's a Rachamin that's higher than Din. It's true that there's a Rachamin that's less than Din. But there's a Rachamim that's higher than Din. Because if rachamim means that God expresses his love for men, you know, the word rachamim means also love. Right? Not just mercy, even though these are words that, you know, who knows what they mean anyway. But rachamim means love. You can say there are two kinds of love. You could say, you know, love uh, is a, there's a, a child of the family who doesn't act properly, who, who gets everybody annoyed, who's a uh, a little bit of a delinquent, you know, some of the is. But, but still, you can't kick him out. You can't send him away. Right? The love of parents for children is, includes bad situations. That's love. Din is not based on love. He's a wonderful child. He does everything. He's supposed to do. I can't even get him to watch television. He doesn't <laughs> want to go to the soccer game. Like, 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 it's crazy. Din, this kid, you know, that, it's hard to, to find anything to love because he's just right. He does the right thing all the time. So that's called din. But imagine, imagine living in a world where there is love above din. That even for the people who live by din, They can feel the love of a Khurij It's always that the Hasidim would say, just because I do what I'm supposed to do, I should miss out. (laughs) I mean, God's not going to love me because, 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 you know, it's like, like, uh, you know, uh, I remember at the college where they had this psychological uh, service. Like, you know, if you felt you needed a psychologist, you could sign up. And um, and you could see psychologists part of the deal. I'm not sure exactly where this fit into your college tuition, but that, that's how it worked. So I'm from Brooklyn. And so you know Brook people in Brooklyn won't always get their money's worth. <laughs> so I signed up. I figured, figured they're giving away for nothing. You should you should take it. So <laughs> so so it's like it's like then, is a losing is a losing proposition. You just do the right thing all the time. And you have no expectations. I mean, you don't expect God to pat you on the back. You're doing the right thing. You don't get patted on the back for doing the right thing. You get patted on the back for doing the wrong thing and saying, Ah, but now I'm going to change. Right? You be a kid, he says, now I'm going to go to minion tomorrow. And says, oh, great. you're a great kid. He hasn't been to minion in four years. Why is he a great kid? And the kid who goes to minion every day, you go over to him and say, Oh, what a great kid. Four years, he goes to and Now you say, look, don't wake me up tomorrow morning. <laughs> say, I don't think I can make it tomorrow morning. So, so, so you imagine this, you live in a world where doing the right thing is not rewarded by love. And doing the wrong thing. It's rewarded. I mean, you do mostly the wrong thing. So every time you do the right thing, so you're rewarded by by, by love from heaven. I mean, that's crazy, isn't it? I feel like Schloberkeller. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's really, it's really, it's, it's mad. So so the Hasidim, the Kabbalists say, no, you have to understand. There's love above it. There's love beyond it. That din doesn't mean, doesn't mean that, that God is going to ignore you. But there's a much higher level of love. It's like the perfect love that Akkadah had for Avril Ravinu. When I Shemoglu, the Rabbi the the wanted to say something about Avril Ravinu. What did he say? What did he say? Uh, he, he made it, he made the trip. He broke the idols. He, uh, he, uh, uh, Messed up a little with love, but then he fought a good fight to, to save him. I mean, you know what did he say? He said, "Oh Avi, Avi." That was what Avram Avinu was. Hakadosh Baruch Hu didn't say. Hakadosh Baruch didn't say he does what I tell him to do. He sacrificed his son. He was willing to sacrifice. He didn't say that. He said, "Oh Avi, That there's a special kind of love that exists between men and Hakadosh Baruch Hu when we do what we're supposed to do. And love is not a function of doing it a little bit better. And that somehow the people who are not doing it properly have that advantage. So here comes the terrorist This the Torah head says this about Mitzrayim. Uh, what does he say? Two thirds of the way down, the third word on the line they were the worst of the worst and paro is the worst of the worst and paro is like represents everything negative and this is what I mean by getting even above the state of Odom Arisha. And the state, because because somehow the Hasidim thought, the Hasidim, not only Hasidim, I don't mean that, I don't mean that they invented it either, but since we're reading something written by a Choseid, so we'll say Hasidim. But not only Hasidim, but least that, that Raq, it's almost, I mean, don't to quote me in the wrong way, please, but that ra, doing the wrong thing is almost an opportunity. It grants you clarity. I mean, when you see that ra is really ra, when you get to the point where you can understand that what the Torah wants you to do is the better way, not just a possible way, that puts you on a level that's lemalim, and I say that Hashem gave me It puts you higher than Adam and Rishon. It puts you higher than Abraham and Yitzchak and Yaakov. Because after all, Abraham and Yitzchak and Yaakov and Adam and Rishon, according to the Torah, they met, lived in a world that was intuitive. They walked with God. They were with God all the time. They didn't. They didn't overcome anything. Once they became aware of God, everything was very simple. And that's what the uh, Moshe Rabbeinu said. What Moshe Rabbeinu was told by Kodesh Baruch. I'll finish it in a minute. So that according to the Torah, this is an answer to the question that Moshe Rabbeinu asked. What was the question? The question was not, how come it's all messed up? The question was, why did it have to be worse than it was? Other Rabbah Moshe Rabbeinu was not asking a question about how God does it. In disagreement with Rashi, he was asking, "What does it mean? What does it mean? What is the purpose? What is the purpose of Labba of Harayalta Laamadze?" Moshe Rabbeinu was Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu knew that things are going to work out, but he didn't understand why they didn't work out yet. In other words, what he didn't understand was what the purpose of it was. What was it that HaKadosh Baruch was doing? So Moshe Rabbeinu felt that in order to be the shaliach and to be able to represent cloud Israel, he would have to understand what was happening. And he said, So look what the Torah and says, In the new world, that is going to be constructed after Yitzhak the tribe, that new world is going to be a world of Rachamim above Din. In order to get to the world of Rachamim above Din, you have to be able to see how bad things could be, how it is to live without the support of the rabbinic how it is to live in a world that is bereft, of any kind of spiritual connectiveness. In order to be able to achieve that level which goes beyond the level of Adam and and Avram and Yitzhak and Yaakov, in order to achieve all of that, you have to see how bad it is. So the answer according to the first MS to Moshe Rabbeinu was, listen Moshe Rabbeinu, this is Yitzhi Ad Mitzrayim. Yitzhak Mitzrayim is not the goal in itself. The goal of Yitzhak Mitzrayim is not to take the Jews from here to put them over there. It's not to end their servitude and their difficulty, even though that's true that should come to an end. But the point of Yitzhak Mitzrayim is to create a new order in the world, and that new order in the world is Rachamim above according to Torah's Seves, and he says, "The Rachem al biotav malotam." Vitachlita the הקדושה in According to Torah, there's a question and there's an answer. Moshe Rabbeinu says, what are you doing? And HaKadosh Baruch says to him, Hashem. And then, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to, 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 uh, to Moshe Rabbeinu, even though this is not fleshed out here in the Torah, but this is what I think it means. That... If you go back to the Pulsar, the one last, last possible that Rashi couldn't explain, or didn't explain, or wouldn't explain, and maybe that is because that last possible could not be accommodated in the Rashi theory of whatever was going on, by probably, some other by Shaddai, Shmi Hashem, Lono Dati, according to the Torah Samas. According to the Torah they saw God at work in the world. And therefore, that's Kael Shaddai. That's, that's God doing things in the world, that since they saw God doing things in the world they didn't have a problem, they Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, didn't have a problem with with their devotion to HaKadosh Baruch. But I was not able to teach them that there is rachamim above din, that there is love, unmitigated love for God even in a world that has, that comes from tremendous confusion of, of Ra mixed with Torah. And therefore, Lama Heret Lama is in order to produce the new world of Am Yisrael, the new community of the Jewish people that is, that is there uh, to aspire to the Rachamim, to the love of God, which comes even beyond even beyond uh, the people. So we see, I think that in the thousand years or so that passed from Rashi until the Terras MS, uh, Rashi's Pshat was not, uh, um, did, was not found to be entirely satisfying, right? Even though, I mean, Rashi is Rashi. And I'm not here to criticize Rashi, I'm just saying that the point of view has changed around. And whereas Rashi said, then Lama hariyot Lama lamazeh Lama is accusatory. Why did you God do that? And then God explains to Moshe Rabbi that he said the wrong thing and he'll be punished for it. The Torah Emma sees it differently. says, Lama hariyot Lama tell me HaKodesh Boch, what the purpose of process is. I agree. Whatever God does has to be done. I have no doubts about that. I'm not questioning God's right, privilege, a uh, 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 need uh, uh, to do. For am Yisrael what has to be done. But explain it to me. And HaKadosh Baruch explained to Moshe Rabbeinu that the depths have to be... Uh, you have to dive into the depths before you can achieve... The new heights. And in fact, after Yitzhak and the triumph, the offer to Am Yisrael is Ava above Din, even higher than Avraham and Yitzhak and Yaakov, for whom Avodas Hashem was intuitively obvious. It was simple for them. For us, it's more difficult. And that difficulty, while it is inhibiting, surely, but it also grants us. Certain opportunity, and that opportunity is the opportunity of the love of Kurishbohu, of Abba above Din, uh, have a good chance.